الناس او مین کائنڈ ان کن تم فی رئیبن اف یو آر ان ڈاؤٹ اف یو آر ان رئیب اباؤٹ واٹ من البرث کنسرننگ دا برث کنسرننگ ریزرویکشن یعنی اف یو ہیو ایون دا سلائٹس ڈاؤٹ اباؤٹ دا سرٹنٹی آف دا آور آف دا ڈے آف ججمنٹ آف ریزرویکشن ان پرٹیکولر ہاؤ ریزرویکشن ول ٹیک پلیس Then consider this. Consider this. This will help you understand resurrection. And what is that? That إِنَّا خَلَقْنَاكُمْ مِن تُرَابِ We have created you from Turab. What is Turab? Dust, soil, dirt. All of us came from who? Adam a.s. Right? He's our father. And Adam a.s. What was he made from? Mud. Right? مِن And also if you think about it, our food. Our nutrition, with which our bodies grow. Where does that come from? From Turab. Right? So, فَإِنَّا خَلَقْنَاكُمْ مِن تُرَابٍ ثُمَّ مِن نُطْفَةٍ Then from a nutfa. What is nutfa? Sperm drop. Meaning of your father. ثُمَّ مِن عَلَقَةٍ Then from a clinging clot. عَلَقَ عَيْن لَامْ قَافْ عَلَقَ عَلَقْ خَلَقَ الْإِنسَانَ مِن Alaq. Alaq basically means Adam al-jamid. Blood that is congealed, that has turned into a clot. Has it ever happened with you that you got a big cut? And you were bleeding and bleeding and then eventually the bleeding stopped. When it stopped, what happened? How did it stop? How did the bleeding stop? The blood, it kind of thickens, right? And turns into a clot almost where the cut is. Right? So that blood, what happens? It becomes like a barrier, a natural band-aid. Right? That does not allow more blood to flow out of the body. This is alaqa. Alright? Ad-damul jamid. Blood that has thickened. Alright? That is almost sticky. Because it does get sticky, right? Because when it gets thick, then it gets sticky. So this is alaqa, blood that has turned into a clot. So alaqa is referring to the second stage of human development where the sperm, when it fertilizes the egg, that egg and sperm together, what do they turn into? Like sticky blood, but very, very small. What does that mean? If there is blood in something, in an egg, what does that mean? There is life. It's going to grow now. Right? The growth has begun. So, ثُمَّ مِنْ عَلَقَةٍ And this عَلَقَةٍ, it is also described as عَلَقَةٍ because it's sticky, it's suspended in the womb, it's attached to the wall of the womb. Because that's what happens to a fertilized egg. Right? What happens to it? It has to be attached to the wall of the womb, embedded in it, and that's where the fetus eventually grows. Right? In it. So, ثُمَّ مِنْ عَلَقَةٍ And then this عَلَقَةٍ, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it grow. ثُمَّ مِنْ مُضْغَةٍ Then from a مُضْغَةٍ This is the third stage of the fetus, of the fetal development. مُضْغَةٍ What is مُضْغَةٍ? مُضْغَةٍ is a lump of flesh. إِنَّ فِي الْجَسَدِ مُضْغَةٍ Indeed in the body is a lump of flesh. And what is that lump of flesh? إِذَا صَلَحَتْ صَلَحَ الْجَسَدُ كُلُّهُ وَإِذَا فَسَدَ فَسَدَ الْجَسَدُ Mudra is a lump of flesh, a piece of flesh. And mudra is also used for 
That which can be chewed. مَا يُمْضَغْ That which can be chewed. So you can say bite-sized. Bite-sized. You understand? Not very big. Small enough that you can put in your mouth. You know, for instance, if you get a big piece of steak, you can't put the whole thing in your mouth. It's not possible. Even if you tried, it's not possible. What do you have to do? Cut it into a small piece and then put that in your mouth, that small piece. Because that small piece, you can chew it. If it's a big piece, you can't chew it. You can't even move it around in your mouth. Your mouth is just stuffed with it. Right? So mudra is defining that stage of the fetus when it is small, but that blood has turned into flesh. Now it's not just a liquid. Now it's not just blood. It's turned into flesh. Even though it's very small, it's bite size. And its appearance also, what is it like? It's as though it has been chewed. Right? Because at this stage, one of the first things that appears in the fetus is what? The backbone. Right? And the backbone of the embryo, you can see it. It's like as though it's been chewed. Right? So, ثُمَّ مِنْ مُدْغَ And this mudra, what happens to it? This lump of flesh, مُخَلَّقَةٍ وَغَيْرِ مُخَلَّقَةٍ It is مُخَلَّقَةٍ مُخَلَّقَةٍ from خَالَمْ قَافٍ Right? Mukhallaqa is that whose takhliq is done. Meaning, whose creation is complete. Form is complete. But at the same time, it is also ghairi mukhallaqa. Meaning it is such that the creation, the form is not complete. Because it's amazing. Even the little embryo, alright, the baby as, or the fetus as it develops, even though it's very small in size, what happens? There is a heart, Right? There's a backbone. There's a tiny brain. There are those parts where the eyes will be. Right? And then the arms and the feet and the legs. I mean, it's almost complete. But it's not fully complete. Allah says, غَيْرِ مُخَلَّقَ In one way, it's complete. But in another way, it's not complete. You understand? In one way, it is complete. But in another way, it's not complete. This can be understood in another way also. And that is that it is mukhallaqa. Sometimes what happens is that the fetus, it becomes mukhallaqa, meaning it is complete in form, so it grows into a complete form, meaning the development continues, alright? And the baby, it develops into a complete human being. But at other times what happens? غَيْرِ mukhallaqa. At this stage, the heartbeat cannot be found, it cannot be heard, Right? I mean, it looks like the fetus is complete. But when the doctor is trying to check for the heartbeat, it's nowhere to be found. The woman is pregnant, but the heartbeat is not there. Or at this early stage, even what happens? Certain deficiencies are found in the embryo. So what do the doctors say? This is not going to survive. It's going to die sooner or later. So you just abort. So mukhallaqa meaning completely formed with all complete creation, form, appearance. And غَيْرِ مُخَلَّقَ meaning deformed. So for instance, the heart is not there, or the heart is there, but the development is not normal. غَيْرِ مُخَلَّقَ لِنُبَيِّنَ لَكُمْ So that we make clear to you. Meaning Allah is telling you this in order to make clear to you that this creation of the human being is completely in whose control? 
Allah's control. It's beyond our control in every way possible. Completely beyond our control. And it's amazing how sometimes a woman is desperate to save her baby, but she cannot. Four months pregnant, no heartbeat. Sorry, there's nothing we can do about it. Nothing at all. لِنُبَيِّنَ لَكُمْ The power is with Allah. وَنُقِرُّ And we cause to stay. نُقِرُّ from قَرَار What does قَرَار mean? To stay in one place. To be stable. To remain in one place. So وَنُقِرُّ We cause to settle. فِي arham In the wombs. مَا Whatsoever we will. إِلَىٰ أَجَلٍ مُسَمَّى Until a specified time. Meaning, it happens sometimes that the fetus, it develops, it continues to develop until the creation is complete. And when the creation is complete, ajali musamma, when the time is complete, then what happens? The baby is born. But at other times, what happens? Four months, five months, and the baby doesn't stay in the womb. It's expelled from the body. It cannot stay, premature birth. Or the baby dies and it's expelled from the body. So, وَنُقِرُّ فِي الْأَرْحَامِ مَا Allah decides who to keep in the womb, for how long, in what way, إِلَىٰ أَجَلٍ مُسَمَّى Until a specified time. So some, their development continues, it is completed, and the child is born. And some, they're miscarried sooner or later. ثُمَّ نُخْرِجُكُمْ طِفْلًا Then we bring you out. We bring you out. Tifla as children, as babies. Tifl. Tifl is used for a little baby, newborn. And this is also completely in Allah's hands. Allah decides when the baby should come out. It's something that is beyond, beyond the control of the mother, of the doctors, of any plan. It's beyond. You know, sometimes it's amazing. A woman thinks when I go to the hospital, well, the baby should come out. Right? And if the doctors are there, if the nurses are there, the baby should be born. But then what happens? She's trapped on the bed, she's got an IV and God knows what, hooked on her body, and the doctors and nurses are just waiting. They're just waiting. That's it. What can they do? Only wait. She says, can I get an epidural now? And they say, too late. They're just waiting. In whose hand is this? Allah's hand. This is enough to make us realize that we are not in control. This is enough. Forget about childbirth. When it comes to a woman's regular period even, is that in her control? The app tells her that the period should begin any day now. But what happens? Five days late, ten days late, fifteen days late. It's not in her control. Your own body is not in your control. It's not. ثُمَّ نُخْرِجُكُمْ طِفْلًا ثُمَّ لِتَبْلُغُوا أَشُدَّكُمْ Then, لِتَبْلُغُوا You all reach. أَشُدَّكُمْ Your أَشُدْ What is أَشُدْ? أَشُدْ is the time of maturity, the time of full strength. So the age of, you know, 30 to 40. Because at that time a person is has reached to speak of physical strength, of mental strength, emotional stability. Right? Some skill also he has developed in his life. He knows what to do in his life. So this is ashud. So you grow, ثُمَّ لِتَبْلُغُوا أَشُدَّكُمْ وَمِنْكُمْ And among you are those who, man who يُتَوَفَّى 
he is taken in death. When? Anytime. They are not able to reach their ashud. They are not even able to reach the age of 30 or 40. They die before that. They die when they are 5. They die when they are 2. They die when they are 10, 15, 20, 25. Just right out of high school. He is returned إِلَىٰ أَرْضَ umur To the most decrepit old age. Meaning, he doesn't die. He keeps growing. He keeps living year after year. Day after day. And then he doesn't become stronger as each year goes by. What happens? After that ashud, his body begins to decline. His strength begins to decline. And he ends up in أَرْضَ umur أَرْضَ from رَذِيلٍ Radil to be lowly, to be base. And Ardal most lowly, most base. Al-umur of age. And what is this referring to? Extreme old age. Extreme old age. You know, sometimes you hear about the oldest woman or the oldest man. Someone who's now a hundred years old or someone who's now 120 years old. But Ardal al-umur. Are they able to run? Are they able to walk? Are they able to go to the bathroom themselves even? No. umur. And why is this described as radil, lowly, base? Because a person becomes helpless just like he was helpless when he was born. You know, it's so scary. May Allah protect all of us. But when you go to the diaper section sometimes, what do you see over there? Diapers for babies and diapers for adults. I mean those same materials are being used for, or similar materials are being used for little children and also adults. أَرْضَ umur. And it's called أَرْضَ specifically because لِكَيْ لَا So that not. This is لِكَيْ لَا So that not. يَعْلَمَ He knows مِنْ بَعْدِ عِلْمٍ After knowledge, شَيْئًا anything. He used to know so much, but now he doesn't know anything. He used to know about world politics, He used to know the names of so many people. He used to have so much knowledge. He used to be on top of everything. And now, he doesn't know a thing. He has lost his memory even. He cannot even recall the names of his children. He doesn't even know who he is. You ask them, what's your name? They don't even know what you're saying. They forget language. They forget words. لِكَيْ لَا يَعْلَمَ مِنْ بَعْدِ عِلْمٍ شَيْئًا So this example, what is this telling us? That life is not stagnant. We came from somewhere. We were developed in the womb. But that development did not stop there. It continued even after we came out of the womb. So just like that, when a person goes from one world to another, from the womb to this dunya, it doesn't mean that he's finished. There was one life in the womb of the mother and now there is life on the earth and then after this, when we go out of this earth into another world, then there is life over there also. It's in stages. وَقَدْ خَلَقَكُمْ أَطْوَارًا Allah has created you in stages. وَتَرَ الْأَرْضَ And you see the earth. هَامِدَةً هَامِدَةً هَامِيمْدَال And what is هَامِدَةً? Barren. Dry, barren land that is empty, meaning nothing is growing on it. Why? Because of dryness. No water. Dryness. So you see the earth, Hamida. 
But what happens to it? فَإِذَا Then when أَنزَلْنَا عَلَيْهَا الْمَاءِ We send water on it. What happens to that same dry soil? اِهْتَزَّتْ وَرَبَتْ وَأَنْبَتَتْ مِنْ كُلِّ زَوْجٍ بَهِيجٍ Three things are mentioned over here. اِهْتَزَّتْ What is اِهْتَزَّتْ هَا زَاي زَاي اِهْتِزَاز Remember هُزِّي إِلَيْكِ To shake. اِهْتَزَّ is to shake, to rock, to move. What moves? Something that is living or non-living? Living. Right? So it's as though the earth has come back to life. It quivers. It shakes. It's animated. وَرَبَتْ رَبَتْ From the root letters رَبَا وَاو رُبُو And رُبُو is to grow, to increase, to rise. Riba from the same root. Because with riba, what's the intention? The money should increase. It should grow. So that same dead earth, flat Soil, what happens to it? You put water on it and it rises. It swells up. If you take sand and you put water on it, what's going to happen to that sand? Do you ever see that rising sand almost? You know when rain falls, right? When rain falls and you go to the park, right? It's all sand there, right? Before the rain, how was it? Just dry and flat. But with the rain, it's as though it has risen. Do this experiment. Okay, do this experiment at home. Take some dry sand and put a drop of water on it. What happens to it? It'll rise. You see, with that water droplet, what will happen? That sand will rise. So warabat, it rises up. Wa'ambatat, and it begins to grow. That same dead land that produced nothing, now it's producing. What is it producing? What is it growing? Min kulli zawjim bahid. Every zawj, what is zawj? Kind, category. Meaning tree, plant, shrub, flower, weed, whatever it is, it grows and it is bahij. What is bahij? Bahja, bahajim. Bahja is to be glad, to be happy. Any person named Bahja here? Any happy person here? Hmm? Anyway, Bahja is to be delighted, right? And bahij is to look wonderful, to look beautiful. What makes a person beautiful? What makes a person look beautiful? Is it the makeup? Is it the lipstick? What makes a person look beautiful, truly beautiful? It's happiness. Happiness. This is why the Sahaba would say that when the Prophet ﷺ smiled, it was as though, how is his face described? Like the full moon. Like the full moon. Why full moon? Because... When a person smiles, when they're happy, then that happiness, it's like beauty almost. Such beauty that is shining, that is radiating, that is affecting others also. So, min kulli zawjim bahij. Why are plants described as bahij? Because even the plants rejoice when rain falls. They look happy. They have become more vibrant. They have more lovely colors. I mean, you see the grass is green, even under the snow. Right? Somewhat green. It has some shade of green. But what happens when the temperatures are better, when the sun is out, then what happens to the grass? Doesn't it look a brighter version of green? Happier green? It's more fresh. Min kulli zawjim bahij. And likewise, when dead people, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will order them to come back to life, they will also come back to life. If dead land comes back to life, 
then the people whose bodies will go into the earth, they will also come back to life when Allah wishes. So in this verse, two examples are given that prove resurrection. That should help us understand and believe with certainty in the reality of resurrection. The Prophet ﷺ said, this is a hadith in Bukhari and Muslim, that every one of you is collected as a nutfah in the womb of his mother for the first 40 days. For the first 40 days, it's just a nutfah. Meaning there's no blood initially. And then he becomes an alaqa, a clot, for another 40 days. So you see, 80 days go by, and it's just alaqa. And then a lump of flesh, mudra, for another 40 days. And then the angel blows the soul into that mudra. Alright, after the 40 days of the mudra stage, then either the mudra will continue, it turns into mukhallaqa, and it continues to grow, or the soul is not put into the fetus. And it remains as غير مخلقة. So the Lord that puts the soul in that lifeless lump of flesh, can He not put the soul in a dead body and resurrect that? He can. In the Quran we learn, نَحْنُ خَلَقْنَاكُمْ فَلَوْلَا تُصَدِّقُونَ We created you. So why don't you confirm? Meaning, why don't you believe? أَفَرَأَيْتُمْ مَا تُمْنُونَ Do you see that which you emit? Meaning the sperm? أَأَنْتُمْ تَخْلُقُونَهُ Did you make it? The sperm that fertilizes the egg, was that sperm made by a human being? No. أَمْ نَحْنُ الْخَالِقُونَ Or are we the ones who created it? Allah created it. And if Allah can create a complete human being from something like a sperm drop that cannot even be looked at by the eye, I mean it's so small, if Allah can do that, why can He not resurrect? Allah says, وَلَقَدْ عَلِمْتُمُ النَّشْأَةَ الْأُولَى You know about the first creation. فَلَوْلَا تَذَكَّرُونَ Then why do you not take heed? Why do you not take heed? If Allah can create you from something so small, you know, just think about it. An egg and a sperm, how tiny they are. How small they are. You can't even look at it. It has to be examined in the microscope. But the whole human being came from where? From something so tiny. So tiny. I mean, you all study about these things at school, right? It's amazing. If you look at the sperm, if you look at the egg, does it have eyes? Does it have a nose like you have? Does it have a miniature you? It doesn't. It doesn't. But it has all those characteristics that you will have. How? Allah knows how they're packed into it. Allah is the one who has done that. So, فَلَوْ لَا تَذَكَّرُونَ You know about your first creation, how Allah has created you. Why don't you understand? Why don't you take a lesson? In Surah Al-Rum, Ayah 19, Allah says, يُخْرِجُ الْحَيَّ مِنَ الْمَيِّتِ The second example that we learn over here, that how dead land turns into something so full of life. يُخْرِجُ الْحَيَّ مِنَ الْمَيِّتِ وَيُخْرِجُ الْمَيِّتَ مِنَ الْحَيِّ وَيُحْيِي الْأَرْضَ بَعْدَ مَوْتِهَا وَكَذَارِكَ تُخْرَجُونَ You'll be taken out in the same way. In the same way. You know when you look at soil, and there's seeds inside, can you see those seeds? You can't see them, because they're buried in the soil. But then what happens when you return, five years later, there's a whole tree, there's a whole plant. I remember as kids, we used to live in one particular house, and... My sister, she put a mango seed, alright, in the soil, in the garden. And every few years, whenever we are in that city, we try to drive by that street 
to see how it looks and how that house is. Because, you know, so many memories and everything. So every time we've been, we've seen a tree over there. It's a mango tree. This time when I went, it was a giant mango tree. Giant. Huge. Yeah, it has been some years, but not that many. Where was that tree before? Where did it come from? From one seed? One mango seed? A whole tree coming out of the earth? If Allah can do that, then why can He not bring a human being out from the remains of that human being? He can. We're initially made from like one cell, which is the zygote, then multiplies and creates the entire like you know human body, and which is that one cell becomes about 200 types of cells and about 30 trillion cells overall, just from that one zygote, which was you know the egg and the sperm coming together. Yes. So subhanallah, it's, it's beautiful how... Yeah. The origin is just one cell. Go ahead. Subhanallah, these verses reminds me of my pregnancy experience. When I was pregnant, I found out I was pregnant. I was already two months pregnant and I didn't even know. And then as soon as that stage of my, I, just, I don't know if it's a mental, but subhanAllah, I went through severe sickness. And when I reached four months, my midwife told me that you have something called placenta previa, which the baby is so low, so you have a high chance of miscarriage. So like I would see her more often, and the more the baby gets heavier, the more they tell me your chances of miscarriage is getting higher. And subhanAllah, I had this mentality, that was like, Oh, am I going to see my child? Like every day I had this thing, am I going to have miscarriage today? Am I going to have miscarriage today? And weeks will pass by and uh, subhanAllah, I wouldn't be able to eat or nothing. Even water will come out and they'll give me pills. And then they're like, you have to eat because the baby needs to grow. But how Allah take care of the child in the womb? My daughter was like in exact perfect ways every time I visit them. And I wasn't able to eat until I was like seven months. And when my midwife saw me and she was like, okay, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, my Lord is taking care of the baby. And then my baby came to this earth, subhanAllah, three weeks late. You know, like it's like the mentality of them saying, you're going to have miscarriage, you're going to have high chance of miscarriage. And preparing me mentally and sometimes giving me a session for it. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bringing this baby healthy, fine, three weeks late. They were so amazed by it. In Surah Al-Zukhruf, Ayah 11, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَالَّذِي نَزَّلَ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ مَاءً بِقَدَرٍ فَأَنْشَرْنَا بِهِ بَلْدَةً مَيْتًا كَذَلِكَ تُخْرَجُونَ Allah is the one who sends down rain from the sky in measured amounts, and we revive thereby a dead land. Thus, you will be brought forth. You will also be brought out. See, just as the water comes down in measured amounts, just like that, the nutrition is you know, given to the baby in measured amounts. And it's not in the control of the mother at all. You know, sometimes women are prescribed so many multivitamins, and even those multivitamins they're not able to take. They take it and they throw up. They're not able to keep it in. Allahu a'lam how those babies are born. Allahu a'lam. When the woman is hardly eating anything proper, anything healthy, when she's living on Doritos and pop, Right? But the baby is perfectly fine and healthy. Because it's in Allah's control. In a hadith we learn that once a companion asked the Prophet ﷺ, give us an example of how Allah will bring people back to life. The Prophet ﷺ said, have you ever passed through a dry and barren valley? Have you? 
Have you ever passed through a dry and barren valley? I mean, not literally a valley, but maybe a place that was dry and barren. And then seen it full of life again? Have you ever seen maybe your backyard when you first moved into that house? It had nothing on it. Nothing. But then what happens after some time? It's alive. This is how people will be resurrected. There's an interesting thing that somebody wrote about the reality of God and resurrection. And there are some things which are not 100% correct. But just, I'll read this out to you so that you can understand logically also how it makes sense that there should be a God and there should be resurrection. In a mother's womb, there were two babies. One asked the other, do you believe in life after delivery? The other replied, why of course, there has to be something after delivery. Maybe we are here to prepare ourselves for what will be later. Nonsense, said the first. There is no life after delivery. What kind of life would that be? The second said, I don't know, but there will be more light than here. Maybe we will walk with our legs and eat from our mouths. Maybe we will have other senses that we cannot understand now. The first replied, that is absurd. Walking is impossible. And eating with our mouths? Ridiculous. The umbilical cord supplies nutrition and everything we need. But the umbilical cord is so short. Life after delivery is to be logically excluded. The second insisted, well, I think there is something and maybe it's different than it is here. Maybe we won't need this physical cord anymore. The first replied, nonsense. And moreover, if there is life, then why has no one ever come back from there? Delivery is the end of life. And in the after delivery, there is nothing but darkness and silence and oblivion. It takes us nowhere. Well, I don't know, said the second, but certainly we will meet mother and she will take care of us. The first replied, mother? You actually believe in mother? That's laughable. If mother exists, then where is she now? The second said, she is all around us. We are surrounded by her. We are of her. It is in her that we live. Without her, this world would not and could not exist. We don't think about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the same way, by the way, okay? Said the first, well, I don't see her, so it is only logical that she doesn't exist. To which the second replied, sometimes when you're in silence and you focus and you really listen, you can perceive her presence. And you can hear her loving voice calling down from above. You know, we are in our small world and we think we know everything, but the reality is that we don't know everything. Just like the child in the womb of the mother doesn't know about life beyond the womb, it'll only come to know once it is born, but one thing is certain, which is life after birth. And just like that, life after this world is also certain. And how do we know? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us. And because it only makes sense. It is only logical. We came from somewhere. We are here right now. And we're going to go somewhere. ذَلِكَ That is. You wonder, how will it happen? Allah says, that is, بِأَنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الْحَقِّ Because indeed Allah, He is the truth. Why do you doubt His power? In His existence, in being God, in being the Creator, in His power, in His promises, He is الْحَقِّ He is everlasting. He will never suffer from any decline. 
وَأَنَّهُ يُحْيِي الْمَوْتَى And because he gives life to the dead. وَأَنَّهُ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٍ And he is over all things competent. Therefore, do not doubt his power. Do not dispute about him without knowledge. In Surah Yasin Ayah 79, Allah says, قُلْ يُحْيِيهَا الَّذِي أَنْشَاهَا أَوَّلَ مَرَّةِ You wonder how resurrection will take place? Well, who will bring to life those who are dead? The one who created in the first place. وَهُوَ بِكُلِّ خَلْقٍ عَلِيمٌ And he is knowing of all creation. وَأَنَّ السَّاعَةَ And indeed the hour, meaning you should know that the hour, آتِيَةٌ It is coming. لَا رَيْبَ فِيهَا There is no doubt about it. Meaning even if you deny the hour, it's not going to change anything. Your denying the hour is not going to change our plan. You know for instance, if an event has to happen and nobody signs up, then what happens? The event is cancelled. Right? It's cancelled. Or the date is changed. Or something like that has to be done. It's not going to work. However, when it comes to the Day of Judgment, even if all people deny it, it will still happen. La رَيْبَ فِيهَا There is no doubt about it. وَأَنَّ اللَّهَ And that indeed Allah يَبْعَثُ He will resurrect مَنْ فِي الْقُبُورِ Those who are in the graves. قُبُور is a plural of قَبْر. And what is قَبْر? Grave. So no matter how old and forgotten that grave may be, or what kind of grave it may be, Allah will resurrect those who are in the graves. Some graves are hidden. They're unknown. You know, for instance, mass graves. They're just made and they're hidden. So many people that were killed, their bodies were disposed of, nobody was told. Many years later, somebody buys that piece of land and is excavating for the purpose of construction. And what do they find? Body after body after body. Right? Nobody knew it was a grave. But Allah knows. No grave is hidden from Him. No dead body is hidden from Him. Allah will resurrect those who are in the graves. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses and then we'll continue. Ya ayyuhan nasu in kuntum fi raybim minal ba'thi fa inna khalaqnakum min turab fa inna khalaqnakum min turab thumma min رجكم طفلا ثم نخرجكم طفلا ثم لتبلغوا أشدكم ومنكم من يتوفى ومنكم من يرد إلى أرذل العمر لكي لا يعلم لكي لا يعلم من بعد علم شيئا وترى الأرض هامدة فإذا أنزلنا عليها الماء اهتزت وربت وأنبتت 
اهتزت وربت وأنبتت من كل زوج بهيج ذلك بأن الله هو الحق وأنه يحيي الموتى وأنه على كل شيء قدير وأن الساعة آتية لا ريب فيها وأن الله يبعث من في القبور The statements we're about to show you are from the Holy Qur'an and is said to be the official, unchanged, pure word of God revealed over 1400 years ago. Claiming to be the word of God is a heavy statement and without proof or if a single contradiction is found within the book the apparent word of God will be proven false. Let's put the book to the test. In the 23rd chapter titled The Believers from the 12th to the 14th verses God is said to give a detailed description of how the human being is formed. It begins by saying, We then placed him as a sperm drop in a place of settlement, firmly fixed. Then we made the drop into a alaqa. We will translate this word very soon. And then we changed the alaqa into a lump. Then we made out of that lump into bones. And then we clothed the bones with flesh. Then we caused him to grow and come into being and attain the definitive human form. In the 21st century, we can now safely say that this verse is clearly describing the process of human development in correct chronological order. However, what we should be paying attention to in particular is the second stage, referring to the development of the embryo. The specific word used to describe the embryo in this verse is the word alaqa. The word alaqa, when translated into English, can mean three separate things. Firstly, a blood clot, or to be suspended, that is to be hanging or clinging to something, or thirdly and finally, a leech. Now, all three definitions don't come anywhere near what we perceive to be the human embryo. So, why are these words used and what significance do they share with the human embryo? Can the embryo be described as a blood clot? Well, what do you think? In the third week of embryonic development, a tubular heart joins with the blood vessels to form a primordial cardiovascular system. And by the end of the third week, the blood is circulating and the heart begins to beat on day 21. The first thing that comes to mind in regards to being suspended or hanging is the umbilical cord. But we can't use that example because we are simply referring to step 2, before the baby has even formed. But we now know today that the umbilical cord is formed from the connecting stalk. And the connecting stalk is formed as soon as the embryo is formed. The embryo's connecting stalk has even been described by John Allen and Beverly Kramer as an object to suspend the developing embryo in the extra embryonic column. So an embryo is suspended and does have a strong resemblance with the blood clot. What on earth would an embryo have to do with a leech? Figure A shows the structure of an embryo at 25 days. Figure B shows a leech. 
Now please note once again that the embryo in this stage is no greater than the size of a kernel of wheat. This is an x-ray of the embryo at 22 days. This is the internal structure of a leech. It's mind-blowing stuff, but you still haven't seen anything yet. This is the head of the embryo at 22 days. The detail you are seeing right now is absolutely impossible to be seen with the human eye and can only be seen with a microscope. This is the back end of a leech. There's no other words used to describe this other than mind-blowing. The pictures we have shown you are impossible to be seen with the human eye or even to be predicted by the human mind. Once again, the verses we have shown you were revealed over 1400 years ago to a man who couldn't read nor write. Are these the words of God? So the human embryo in the Quran cannot be based on scientific knowledge in the 7th century. The only reasonable conclusion is that these descriptions were revealed to Muhammad from God, from God, from God, from God. The more you reflect, the more you learn.